0: my guest today is a puppeteer that's right a puppeteer and she is a teacher as well give a warm welcome to stephanie lupu the interviewer with beef tech thanks for coming on the show stephanie what's going on
1: hi beef tech i'm good how are you doing
0: it's going good. Um, you know, I known you for a, a long time. We met at a party. Yeah. And um what kind of hats were you what were you building at that party for Steve?
1: Oh yeah. It was I remember I was I was teaching a friend of ours at the party uh you know how to use Instagram. And I and for some reason we started making uh hats out of tinfoil. And then you came up to me and you were like, how did you make that, that, that tinfoil hat? Like, what? And I remember just being like, well, I'm a puppeteer. And, you know, crazy. And I, I don't even,
0: I didn't even know what a puppeteer was really at that time. I knew I saw Star Wars and all that. And, but, you know, I did not I needed to get some hats made for Burning Man. And you came over and um, helped me. I don't know how you made those hats. like. I watched you do it, but it was like, I don't know.
1: That was a that was a that was fun actually. I, you know, I I just basically I remember coming over to your house, and um, I had all of this you know, puppet gear, just puppet supplies, and then, you know, we we took all of the stuff, we we assembled it, and then I remember we got to spray paint, which in the city is like a big deal, you know.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: We, you know, we made everything metallic. And I know you said you said that the masks didn't survive at Burning Man, but, you know. <laughs>
0: well, one died off. Like, it died. I was wearing it for, like, two days straight, and then part of it, like, ripped off.
1: Oh, no.
0: Yeah, I was sad. Oh, no. uh, I don't know what happened to those parts. They flew away, made a moop. All the people that you go to Burning Man... Uh, <laughs> know what moop is but i'll explain it it's just litter basically small bits of litters they call it moop oh, but no. you always keep yeah you always carry like uh you keep a, a large supply of puppeteer materials in your car always, is, uh, always what, what, do you ever find that you're always dipping into it all the time
1: oh yeah i mean uh uh I I always have um, bamboo rods in my car, and I usually have a certain amount of art supplies in the car, and it looks like I'm a hoarder, but in reality, um, I'm also an art teacher, so you never know when you need something and you don't have it, and then you just go, wait, I'm just going to go in the back of my Subaru, (laughs) and it's there. And
0: there it is. It's It's like an art store right back there. Yeah. It's great.
1: Yeah, so you.
0: puppeteering, now, um, how many different kinds of puppeteering are there?
1: There there are so many different types of puppeteering. You know, this, this historically is something that almost every country has, and it varies from region to region. So um, I think you had mentioned you had only known about maybe one or two types of puppets. What, what were those...
0: Well, I'd say you got the hand, you use your hand versus, like, the string.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's all I know.
1: Hand versus string.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you use your hand inside yeah. the puppet versus you going up on top and doing it from the top.
1: Well, that, you know? those are two different kinds of puppets. So, you, you have you have underhanded and overhanded. So, yeah, I, uh, I went to Sicily um, in summer of of 2018 i believe 2018 and i did some workshops um in sicily and i went to see some Sicilian puppetry theater uh and it's that's one form of puppetry and it's actually where marionettes you know started or you know and people think that it's on a marionettes are on a string but nay nay um they're actually the body of the of the puppet uh, is put on a rod, like a, a, a metal rod, um, and then the hands are also put on metal rods, uh, and you have a lot more control over your puppets that way. And their Sicilian marionettes are extremely violent shows. Um, it actually talks really about, yeah, yeah, it talks about the the Norman invasion, so. You know, I went to when my very first show, I, I remember I was with my mom, my parents, uh, we had separated Matthew, my big brother and my father went to uh, rent a car. And then my mom and I, uh, found a, found a pup company that had been around for a hundred years because that's how far back the lineage can go. It can go even further than, than a hundred years. Um, but, uh, we, we saw the show and and during the show they're they're fighting against each other and uh a marionette gets sliced in half and you see like blood on the wow. end of slices and then uh, another one gets gets decapitated and the head flies off it's really it's really it's really violent and then you have these kids who are watching the show who are just completely used to this type of theater um I don't think it would fly in America. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish you, I wish you would.
0: <laughs> well, do was it now? Was it at a big theater?
1: Um, there are is... very special theaters for these for these performances because, um, basically, you know, your whole your whole theater stage is is built towards these puppets, and they start at. I don't know, seven kilos, which is, uh, I think a kilo is around four pounds. So like, like 14, they start around 14 pounds and then they work their way up. These puppets are heavy. Yeah. You, you know, depending on how many puppets you have, you have a stage and it has an opening and it has a background, um, that's usually painted on a tapestry, and this tapestry is also on a crank. So, you know, depending on where you are, the scenery can change. Um, and, so, uh, what
0: the, they have to be up above, or are they below on the one you yeah. saw?
1: They're above. They're definitely above, yeah. and they're 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 on a on a on a stage. And then the stage has has metal rods that go horizontally, and those are usually covered, because like I was saying, you know how you have those ro- those metal rods that go in the puppets. The puppets yeah. hang on those metal rods as well. I see. So are
0: they? Uh, do you think the, do you think they're laying down or are they standing up?
1: They're standing up, and then they're so think of your puppet. Uh, as if it has a metal rod in its head. Yeah. That metal bar, uh, has a hook on it, almost like a hanger. And then you, you know, if you're, if you have these, these, these metal bars that are, that are, um, hanging horizontally above them. So as you put these puppets up, they're hanging on something a little bit. I don't know. Okay.
0: I see. I see.
1: So it's, a, it's a way to be able to manipulate more than one at a time. And, again, they're so gosh darn heavy that when you're manipulating them with one hand, you know, that's a lot of work for, for one arm or two arms.
0: Probably could get, like, tinnitus from doing it if you did a lot of performances.
1: Like me. <laughs> Tendonitis.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and, you know, there's, other, there's other forms of puppetry. Like in Thailand, they have water puppetry where... The stage is actually in, in, you know, a man-made pool. Wow. Uh, Yeah, and then these puppets basically pop in and out of water. Uh, And the puppeteers are in, you know, galoshes or uh, like those wetsuits. What do you call, um, you know when you go fishing?
0: Yeah, they're called wetsuits, aren't they?
1: Are they? I guess they are. You know, it's basically like overalls that, that 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 have boots attached to them.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: so there's 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 water puppetry, there's um, there's shadow puppets, um.
0: <coughs> shadow puppets. So you just use light, and it goes against a backdrop or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you have you know shadow puppets again. Those are also uh, those are also in East Asia as well, uh, and also in in places like India. So. You know, in other places like India, that are not quite as easy as Silk Road territory, and basically what they'll do is they'll take a sheet um, of translucent uh, fabric, and then you'll have, you know, torches or, or candlelight. They started out that way, and then you would put them behind uh, these, these sheets. And then, you know, you could have a really small puppet, but when it's illuminated by the torches uh, and projected onto the sheet, it looks really big. And those are usually made out of wood or paper or cardboard. Uh, And those are beautiful. I'm actually doing a project right now that's taking the premise of shadow puppets, but um, I'm not putting the puppets behind a torch or behind lights. Um,
0: That's the, yeah it does seem it seems more romantic to do it that way because you got the sheet and you're not quite sure what the image is really you're seeing, you know what I mean?
1: Oh absolutely. it's not
0: I, I like that one. Yeah so so what other what other kinds in different countries are there?
1: Well, um, the, the the Henson puppets that we know and love today. Um, A lot of the Muppet puppets that we see actually uh, started in France, Uh, (laughs) uh, but we have our own American style of puppetry. I'm trying to think Um, in different countries. And then you have in Africa, um, you have masquerades. So you have these big costumes that are also attached to puppets um, as well, and those are usually really big. They're large, you know. Sometimes they're manned by one person or two people.
0: Yeah, Um, and
1: those are considered puppets as well, you know. And then there's, you know, in America we have a really rich history of uh, of puppetry here. Just like I was saying with the Henson Company and Muppets, those are uh, the monster puppets. And then um, I know you had mentioned Star Wars. I don't know if it was on if it was while we were recording or not, but um, weren't. Yeah, it was before. That was, you know, when you think of something like Yoda, um, that's animatronics. You know, that's a puppet that is run by a person, but it's also using electronic components uh, to make it look more alive.
0: So, is that is that becoming more popular? The anim- animatronics with Doing performances, or is that mostly in movies, do you think?
1: I mean, uh, that's a great question. I mean, I, I know that they still use animatronics in movies. However, I find that a lot of what we see in films are um, CGI at this point. They don't really use yeah. anymore. They use computer graphics. That's um, true. Which kind of takes away, in my humble opinion.
0: I don't know. I it's so much more romantic. I, it just looks to me. I like the puppeteers, the pu- the puppets in, you know, Star Wars, especially like Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just like the way it looked because they did Star Wars recently, and I don't know. There's something not right about the CGI.
1: Yeah, this might be an unpopular um, opinion, but I don't even. I don't really watch the new Star Wars episodes anymore because uh, it's not it's not the real Star Wars. The first 3 that were made in the 70s and 80s, those are the the originals. In my head that's what I look to. And it's yeah. the the nostalgia, you know, you're actually seeing you know, you know an actor who's performing with a non-human actor Oh, that sounded so snobby! You're seeing an actor performing <laughs> with a puppet, you know, and it looks like a like a living, breathing creature. Um, and there's something magical about that that you just don't always see. Um, I get really, uh, I get really nervous whenever somebody reboots something. Like I know that they redid the Dark Crystal um, on Netflix, and I. I didn't watch it. I, I want to watch it and I want to love it, but I would be so heartbroken if it wasn't.
0: Well, it can't be like anything like the original cause that was just the images that they produced in that film. Yeah. I, I as far as what I remember is this in the, uh, the, the puppets they had on there were just great. It and it,
1: it, yeah. And it's like, we have this idea in our head of, uh, you know, from our childhood, um, of, of what something looked like. And, you know, there are certain things that, you know, there's certain expectations that if you, if you watch it, um, and it breaks those expectations, it's, it's kind of, you know, depressing. <laughs> I, I, yeah. should give it a try. I really should give it a try. It's just, um,
0: I don't know a CGI. I mean, if they gotta go, like, it's gotta get, for me, it's gotta get a lot better. It's still, even on the real high budget ones, they still don't, I don't know, there's something, you can kind of feel it. It's like listening to a record Mm -hmm. versus like a MP3, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like an actual record on a turntable.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's, for me, it's like the same thing. I don't know about you.
1: I well, I feel like there's a magic when you see a live puppet show, and there's a magic when you see um, an entire stage that or a setup that was made for a movie or for a, a children's show, um, where you know it's it's built for puppetry. It's it, there's something magical and special about that that you don't get with CGI. Um, so it's like comparing apples to oranges. There's magic. You know, there's yeah. magic and there's, a, there's a light to it. You know, that's why when I, when you look at older Sesame Street episodes, you know, some of them, you know, don't gel with, um, modern audience audiences because of, you know, the themes that they, that they talk about. Um, but they seem more real and they're there. They have more adult themes in them. Yeah. I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, you know, but it's, yeah, like there's something magical. And, you know, I mean, that's like, that's something that I get to do, you know, pre COVID, um, you know, on a, you know, a bi yearly basis uh, is perform, you know, for audiences. And, you know, I, I've worked uh, with Babarwocky Marionette for like, five or six years now. Um, and when we perform for children, you know, you know I could have I I could have worked with a puppet that they absolutely love, um, that's been around, you know for for twenty, thirty, forty years. Um, but you know I could have worked with the children five years ago when they were six, and then you know they're eleven years old and they come back and they're like, I really thought that, that was a monkey. You know, I really thought that I I made friends with a monkey. Yeah. You know, back then, in fact, they're. Uh you know, there are certain children who enjoyed their experience so much that they've actually written letters to the puppets that I've performed with, and then they've given them to the puppets.
0: What a great feeling that is. I mean, to have that kind of response on your performance, it's just you know, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I miss that right now. I you know because I, I, I play drums, I miss performing live. It's just there's no yeah. there's nothing like it. The energy from the audience and everything.
1: Exactly. I mean, I, I compare it to, to that as well. For me, when it's a child who writes a letter to the, to the puppet, you know, it's, it's like its own level of, 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 of heart touching because you know that that, that kid in, in their head, they made a friend for life. You
0: know? Yeah. I remember uh, for one of my birthdays a long time ago. I went to go see the dinosaur performance. Um, what's it called? Anyway, it's like these giant dinosaurs. Oh, is it
1: that the Jurassic people World? What's that? Is it the Jurassic World?
0: I think so. And it was like, it was so cool to see these people. You can't really see the people. They would wear all black, like, leotards or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're puppeteering these giant dinosaurs. And they, you know, it's just, there's a nice... It's you could feel like you see the animal. Yeah. And my question to you is, have you done those large scale puppet shows?
1: Yes, I have. Um, not to the level of Jurassic World, um, but absolutely. I uh, with Jabberwocky marionettes, um, they make scale models of T Rex. There's two scale models of T Rex. Wow! Um, yeah. And usually, um, I'm in the, I'm in the front because I am short, usually short people go in the front and and tall people go in the back. Uh, but, but yeah, you, you work with those, with those puppets, you work with those puppets and, and, you know, the kids want to get their, their head bitten off and adults want to take pictures with, with those puppets. In fact, we did a, a science march, um, Right after Donald Trump got elected and, you know, there was just a huge march in Chicago and it went, uh, down Columbus drive, uh, not Columbus. What's, what's after Columbus?
0: Um, I don't know. Um, Randolph?
1: Mm, Towards the lake.
0: I don't know, whatever.
1: Yeah, we'll just go with Columbus. It went down Columbus drive and then it went all the way to the, uh, past the field museum and into the science center. And, um, I mean, I just did, I had a, you know, it was a long, it was a long walk. So one of my, my jobs was to make sure that people weren't, uh, pulling the tail of the dragon or of, not the, dragon, <laughs> the, of the T-Rex. Uh, there were two of them. Um, and those are really big, iconic images and people look at them and they're like, Oh my God, you're, you work with the, t- with, with the T-Rex. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Sure.
0: How do you guys get prepared? How, what's the, how many people are doing, uh, you know, doing the performance for T-Rex
1: for T-Rex. It's, you you know, they're, uh, uh, Amber and Lolly are a mother daughter team and they're the ones who run Jabberwocky. Um, and they usually go into the T-Rex for about an hour. Uh, and then they'll rotate and sometimes we'll have two T-Rexes and that'll be four people. But usually, um, for a big performance, uh, we like to have, or they like to have at least six people, sometimes more. And- but it,
0: the operational is two people per Rex, or yes, how many? Yeah, okay. Well, how did like when you're working with someone else on the T Rex? Um, how do you guys coordinate the movements and stuff? It's already pre done, or how do you guys communicate with each other?
1: Well there's actually a lot of rehearsal that goes into into those puppets. You know you can't just you know strap yourself into a giant puppet like that without knowing how the puppet moves and you know how it works because part of the magic of puppetry and making an inanimate object look like it's alive is um, rehearsal because yeah. you know if you make the those puppets if those puppets don't come alive, then they look scary. Uh, and dead and creepy, you know, sort of, yeah. in my humble opinion, a, a ventriloquist dummy, which is my least favorite.
0: Uh, Those scare I mean, me. They're like up there with clowns, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there are good clowns and there are bad clowns too. it. You know, some of it takes a lot of it has to do with makeup, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, a ventriloquist dummy, the only thing that moves is the, um, the eye sockets and the, and the bottom chin. And that's, you know, that's, I never talk about ventriloquist dummies because they're not for me.
0: (laughs) I mean, they've been in a lot of scary movies. I think those, you know,
1: yeah, but so is Chucky. Chucky is a puppet and I love him.
0: Have you met, have you met any people, uh, famous movie puppeteers? Have you interacted with those, some of those people?
1: No, probably, probably yeah. unbeknownst to me, I've 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 met you know, you know some some Hollywood movie people. Um, I usually don't. You know, I think you know what happens with me, right? You know, people. You know, I'm so unaware of pop <laughs> <laughs> culture at times that you know i'll be sitting there talking to somebody you know for for a half hour and then somebody will turn to me and be like oh that's the lead singer of disturbed and then you're like oh oops i called him a dork several times
0: (laughs) well he probably deserves it some people some of these famous people need to be ripped down a little bit that's my personal opinion (laughs) you know if if you treat them like gold all the time they're just going to shine like a I don't know, whatever. Yeah, he, wasn't, um, he
1: wasn't acting Hollywood or anything, which made it easier for me, but he was acting like a dork.
0: Well, you, you called it out. What are you yeah. going to do? If he's a dork, he's a dork. Fuck yeah. it. He's like, yeah,
1: yeah he was like making fun of me for being cold. And I was like, I was like, so what? <laughs> In Chicago, I'm cold. You know, I'm cold. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've probably hung out with some some people in Hollywood that are puppeteers, and I've probably worked with people who are uh, Hollywood puppeteers. And I'm just they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, with with most puppeteers, we're all just trying to survive, and we're all just trying to make other people happy, and we're trying to communicate with each other. You know, to make it, it-
0: seems like a semi small community because there's not doesn't seem like there's a lot of you guys how many do you think there are
1: i mean you know first off you have the whole of um like in america you have the muppets so you have kermit the frog and um like miss piggy i mean and they're and it's of a for like frank oz you have people who are uh basically starting to die out you know well not Kermit. Yeah. Kermit the frog was, was actually Jim Henson. And then somebody took over for him. Uh, And it's interesting because the person who took over for him from, from what I've, from what I understand, um, he's, he's not very um, liked uh, in the community. And I, you know, but, and then like, I'll, I'll hear stories about, about him and he was actually fired uh, like a few years back, and and you know it's it's a very chatty, gossipy group um, yeah. of people who talk about those puppeteers. Uh, and then you know they had a whole new cast of of Muppets. It, you know they redid the Muppet Show, and and it didn't start getting good until the the very end because they basically made it a like a Talking Heads show, and it's like we don't need puppets to be in a Talking Heads show. Did you, did you ever see it?
0: I haven't seen the new one, no.
1: It wasn't good because they were just, like, they had, you know, Kermit the Frog broke up with Miss Piggy, and then he had his own relationship going on, and, you know, they well, were Well, that's
0: just- bullshit. Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why would... He's such a frog. I mean, he's not going to get another woman. Yeah. Miss Piggy well, is a gorgeous pig.
1: She is. And she's, like, half truck driver. That's what, uh, you know... I've got about this piggy. You know, people hate her because she's so obnoxious. But you know. that sounds like
0: the writer's fault, right there. Why would Why would he break up with her? Well, I'm stupid.
1: <laughs> she
0: should break up with him. That's what I would have wrote. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you know when they break up, she would do her famous Hi hey, yeah, You know. And, you know. I
0: guess they wanted to get her mad. I don't know.
1: Well that's the funny that's one of the funny bits about Miss Piggy. She'll kick somebody and then they'll fly to outer space. You know? <laughs> Gonzo you know, they had Gonzo and he didn't do any of the things that he's supposed to do. The 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 beauty of puppetry is that you can do things with puppets that humans can't do. Like you know, I mean I mean well technically humans can do this, but Gonzo's known for You know, being a daredevil. You know, in fact, he's you know, you know, his character took a lot from uh, Steve McQueen. You know, in in fact, he has like a Steve McQueen costume, and he used to go into the, they used to shoot him out of a cannon. Yeah, you know, and then he would. Well,
0: I was thinking he's more like Tom Cruise, but whatever.
1: You know, but the things that they didn't do. You want to see animated? uh you know feats like this you want to see somebody fly to the moon you want to see somebody you know levitate you want to see some you want to see physical smoke coming out of the ears of those kinds of puppets you know and the, there was a lot of wasted opportunity um an ego i i presume that went into that which is unfortunate because i heard you know i watched the first episode and i was like nope nope my heart is broken this is not uh, nay 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, if it comes back, if it comes back good, if it doesn't, it might be time for a new puppet show. It's just... It's not,
0: you know, it's like they get lazy on writing new scripts. It's like they just go with what's going to make them a crap load of money. Well, let's do Star Wars, all the sequels. Like, they can't think of a new script. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it's know, like they
0: do that with everything.
1: Yeah, I feel like... You know, that's, that's the way I, I'm sure that that has a lot to do with politics in the industry. You know, um, you know, how many, how many remakes of these movies do we need? How about making something new? Um, I know that with puppets, one of the the main reasons we don't see them as much anymore uh, on film is because there's, it's so gosh darn expensive. You have to make, you know, sets, you know. Yeah, you have to, you know, teach people to work, you know, with each other. You know, you you just don't see something like um, the labyrinth anymore because it's just so gosh darn expensive to make. Yeah. You know, it's just so gosh darn expensive to make. But I mean, the labyrinth, it, it still works today. Um, I, and I teach, uh, I co-teach a class at Triton College, um, that's interdepartmental. So we uh, basically we have a fine arts portion of the of our department, and that's the class that I work with. Uh, and then we work with um, the robotics department. So we basically um, the 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 kids. Basic. I'm sorry, I shouldn't call college students kids, but uh, my students basically work with the robotics team and then they get ro- these robots, they program them, uh, to make art. Which, oh, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's animatronic. Um, you know, it goes into the puppetry theme. Uh, and, and basically what happens is you have people in the robotics team that don't know how to communicate with each other. And that's not good. You know, because yeah, we're- you're working something like that, you actually have to work collaboratively. So a lot of them are trying to figure out how they're going to make something happen, and they don't know how to do that. So instead of verbalizing their concerns, uh, they don't talk to the artists um, and vice versa. So at one point in time, uh, my co-teacher, uh, Mike Yerzen, basically said, he turns to me and he goes... Uh, Miss Lupu, how do, you know, you know, I, I'm trying to show a video uh, That incorporates art in collaboration. I looked at him and I said, oh, well, that's easy. He's like, what? And then I just pulled up the labyrinth uh, and the scene where um, What's her face Jennifer? Is it Jennifer Conley? I can't remember her name. She's wonderful uh, She falls down a pit Uh, And then all of a sudden these hands grab her and it's Mm. just thousands and thousands of hands. And it's a lot of puppeteers and these hands create faces, Um, you know, so you have upwards of six people per, per puppet. Um, And basically they ask her, which way do you want to go up or down? You know, and she's like, well, I'm already going down. So, you know, the hands let her go down. Um, but I showed them a behind the scenes take of this where they basically had to learn how to create these puppets using their hands or use their hands together to create a face. You know, they would use two hands, you know, pretend that you're grabbing a hamburger sandwich.
0: Yeah. Your
1: fingertips meet with each other. Okay. That becomes a mouth, you know, so you can, you know, i I have my two thumbs are touching each other and my fingertips on the top. You know, if I move those up and down, those make a mouth, you know, but let's, let's put some eyes in here, you know, so you're going to get, you know, another puppeteer to put two fists on top of that hamburger sandwiched mouth. And then together they're going to create a face. So they started watching this and then they started seeing how people were making mouths. And by the end of, of, you know, the little video I showed them, they were all, you know, working with each other, <laughs> trying to make, you know, these hand puppets, you know, that they see on the labyrinth. Did I just babble on too much there? No,
0: no, it was actually good information there. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a question, though, about your, the characters of your puppets that you, you make. How do you get inspired of, your characters that you, your puppet characters, how do you get inspired?
1: Well, I mean, for me, and this is one thing a lot of people don't know about puppets uh, and puppetry is that to be a puppet puppeteer, um, you don't just, most of the time, not always, um, you're making the puppets that you're performing with. In fact, most of my puppets I, I've i made, you know, unless I'm working with Jabberwocky Marionettes um or with underhanded performance, uh, which is Sam Locke. I haven't worked with him in a while. I hope he's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, But as, you know, as long as I'm, you know, if I'm invited to do a piece, I work with somebody else's puppets. Um, but in general, when I make a puppet, I perform with that puppet. Um, and sometimes I'll have an idea in my head of what I want something to look like. And then I'll build that puppet. And then from there, I start creating a character.
0: Is it like someone that you encountered? Like, well, that would make a good puppet, like my landlord or something like that. (laughs) Do you do you take direct uh, and are you inspired directly by people that you you meet?
1: Surprisingly enough, no. I, I, I (laughs) (laughs) I, if anything, I'm inspired much more by fine arts. You know, I'm I'm inspired much more. By going to the Oriental Institute or the, you know, Chicago Art Institute, and looking at paintings and drawings and sculpture, in uh, artifacts, and then and then making something that way. So, um, I made, I made a dragon puppet that's six feet long. Hmm. Um, and it's probably about three feet wide and it's a huge puppet. It is absolute. It's a monster and it has a, a mouth that opens and closes and you can, I can perform with it by myself or with a second puppeteer. And basically I just wanted to make a dragon puppet.
0: <laughs> well, it so, seems like you're really into dragons. Oh, I love dragons. dragon Wednesday, I guess on your, on your Facebook.
1: On Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I make, I draw dragons every Wednesday and then we put them on that. uh, I have a Facebook page and, you know, it's got a lot of other people in it too that like to draw dragons. So that's a fun little community. But yeah, yeah, you know, I'm more inspired by by fine art necessarily. So
0: just so the listeners could understand, what kind of materials do you use to create a puppet? What are some of the basic stuff?
1: that I use or that in general that people use Uh,
0: general and you, what you use.
1: Okay. Well, that's a really hard question. So let's, let's, let me try to break it down into some categories. Um, Okay. So shadow puppets are usually made um, with thin pieces of wood or cardboard. Um, and, uh, bamboo sticks, you know, to hold the puppets. Um, with a Sicilian marionette, those are usually carved out of wood, and they have rods and fabric. Um, with uh, Henson-style puppets, the the squishy-looking ones, those are usually made with antron fleece, which is a very specific kind of fleece that can get dyed. Um, and the inside of the body is made out of um, upholstery foam. Uh, hmm. And then there's... Um, you know, bread and puppet type theater. So the kinds, some of the puppets that I enjoy making, um, are much bigger. <laughs> and those are usually made with, um, a fabric and paper mache and cardboard. Uh, you know, to name a few. So I make, I make Henson style puppets as well. Um, I have four back at home in Chicago And, um, I have some, some fuzzy material here, but it's not anything like the fuzzy material that I have in Chicago, (laughs) but yeah, there's anything, you know, it depends on the, Well, like,
0: uh, the foam, the foam for more of like a hand puppet type of thing, that foam, it's like, I'm trying to visualize what kind of foam, that's like the flexi, like pillow foam or what kind of foam or is it like stiff?
1: Well, it's like a an upholstery foam, so it usually comes like there's different thickness. There's there's different thicknesses to to each foam, so um, uh, you can get it in a half inch. You you can get it in a half inch, which is really expensive because most people don't use half inch foam, and it's harder to find. Uh, then you can get uh, like a full inch or two inches, and then it gets thicker and bigger. So you could. You know, you could get basically a block of foam and then carve it. Um, or if you're working with a puppet, you might want to get a half an inch or a, or, or an inch. And then you have these patterns. And you take these, fa- these patterns, you cut them out in a certain way, and then you glue them. And they start building the foundation of um, the hand puppet. I say That's right. Like, I have... I think... I I don't know. Was I working with? Was I, I when I? At one point in time, I think I showed you I had a I had a puppet with a mohawk, a green puppet. Yeah, that's my. I think
0: I remember that one.
1: Yeah, that's I always call that one my self portrait.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: everybody's like that looks like a boy. I'm like, no, it's it's me.
0: <laughs> How many puppets do you think you have right now oh, that you made?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see here. I probably have...
0: In the hundreds?
1: Yeah, definitely in the hundreds. Yeah. They're all varying. Like, like I have, I have like, four, four, maybe five Henson-style puppets. I have a bunch of fuzzy hand puppets. Because, um, you know, I also teach kids as well. Uh, and I, I did a puppetry class there, and I ended up with a lot of puppets. Uh... Yeah, it's like something in the hundreds and I have a few main staple puppets. So like that dragon puppet I talked about that's six feet tall. I have I have um I think like five giant puppets.
0: Uh sounds like right. you might have to get a storage locker or son.
1: I have a storage locker in my in, oh, okay. my, in my apartment. Um I have a store, and I always find it really funny because I can tell people look at it and go, "What the heck!" And they all have, they all have like uh, their suitcases and their their patio furniture and you know old TV boxes, <laughs> and and then they look at mine and they're like, "They're like, oh, they get so excited when I take things out of storage." Like people in my building are like, "What?" <laughs> What's your
0: what's your uh, favorite puppets that you made? Do you oh, keep them close to you?
1: Oh, or? all of them!
0: All of them! Oh, wow,
1: damn.
0: you're a puppet hoarder.
1: I'm not. You know, they get used, <laughs> and they're they're made to perform with, and they're made to make people happy. So I don't think you can. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where the minute you get rid of a puppet, you know, that's six feet tall, is the minute that you get a job where you need that puppet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that always happens.
1: Right. I, I would presume that- it happens even in music. It's like, you know, you just go, man, when am I going to ever use this trombone?
0: <laughs> so uh, do you have anything up and coming? I mean, I know Corona has kind of canceled a lot of stuff, and anything up and coming performance-wise.
1: No, I mean I'm yeah. working on my own uh, project right now. Right now, I'm uh, you know, and I don't have any. I'm just I'm I'm in the process of working on an art history uh, puppet show, and uh, I'm working on the backdrops and starting with Mesopotamia. And what I'm going to do is. Um, you know, basically teach art history and use puppets to do that. And um, I'm making a map of Mesopotamia and I've realized that most people don't know where modern day Iraq is. So I'm making a, a map right now. And on that map, I want I want to um, be able to show Italy on the map so that people can see, uh, you know, so that people can orient themselves to where modern day Iraq is, and it's uh, it's it's not easy. Uh, I have never drawn a map before. I look at a lot of maps, but um, I've been working on it for the past three days now, and uh, there are, there are times where I just uh, need to walk, get up, and take a walk and have a drink of beer. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's going on. I mean, you know, there's, there, I have, like I said, Jabberwocky marionettes, they've done a few live performances and I recommend anybody that's listening to this look at, you know, Jabberwocky marionettes, uh, cause they're fantastic. Um, you know, and eventually I will have this puppetry show up and running on ancient Mesopotamia. And when I do, you, you, uh, Beef Tech will be one of the first people to hear about it.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. On that note, I want to thank you for coming on the show.
1: Aw, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I learned a lot. Aww. I didn't, you know. It's nice to learn something new. The interviewer with Beef Tech. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or if you want to be on the show, you could email me at the interviewer with beeftech at gmail